Hey everybody, Buzz here for another episode of Kayfabe or Die News, the weekly podcast where I go over all the latest news in the world of professional wrestling, featuring AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, WWE, NXT, and all of that good stuff. Um, we had a pretty uh, pretty big week this week for wrestling. Uh, last night we had the uh, TV debut of NXT on USA, and it uh, was a pretty good show. I'll get into that uh, in a little bit. Um, we got only a couple more weeks until the big uh, the Wednesday Night Wars starts with AEW and NXT on October 2nd, so we're a couple weeks away uh, from that. Um, just to let you guys know that um, there will be a little bit of uh, like changing up on some of our shows coming up here soon, uh, especially once SmackDown goes to Fox on Fridays, because normally Johnny and the Giz do the weekly Cave Faber Die podcast on Fridays, and they normally cover Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and NXT UK, but now that SmackDown's being moved to Fridays at Friday night. Uh, they have, would have already recorded the episode before SmackDown airs. So we're going to be looking to do some changes to the lineup and what's covered on what show. Uh, Johnny and myself and possibly Giz maybe might be trying to do something uh, on a Saturday where we might go over uh, SmackDown or and maybe something else because it'll be kind of hard to go do a whole show just about SmackDown, but we'll have to figure stuff out. Um, but uh, you guys will be informed once any of the schedule changes happens. And uh, where you can find that information is on our social media accounts. Uh, we have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Die. So definitely give us a follow over there to find out uh, how everything is changing. And um, if you want to listen to the podcast, we're available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and a few other podcasting apps. So um, this is going to be probably a, more of a WWE-heavy uh, episode because there's not been a ton of news within the last week. Um, mm-hmm. AEW does have one little story that I will go over. And other than that, the majority of it is going to be reviewing uh, stuff that happened this past week. Um, going over the results for Clash of Champions that happened on Sunday. And then kind of going over key things that happened on Raw and SmackDown. And then also last night on uh, the debut of NXT on USA. So um, before I get into all that, also, uh, I hope you guys, if you guys haven't checked it out yet... Head over to Spotify or whatever uh, podcasting platform you have us on. We have our AEW versus WWE podcast special that we did last Saturday uh, up and um, ready for you guys to listen to. Uh, had a lot of fun with Johnny, uh, myself, and then uh, my friends Curtis and Nathan, where we talked about. Uh, our thoughts going into the uh, potential Wednesday Night Wars and kind of what we're anticipating maybe for both companies uh, going into that and what we think might have to be a key thing for both companies to do to be successful. So um, if you haven't listened to that yet, definitely give that a listen to. 
Um, we're going to be trying to bring more themed podcasts. I know we also have had the SummerSlam special, was our kind of first one. And then we did one for the King of the Ring. Um, and now we have the AEW versus WWE. But uh, myself, my brother Curtis, and my friend Nathan uh, were trying to bring maybe once a month a like special like themed podcast where it's more of like a round table discussion uh similar to the aw versus wwe thing um we're thinking about doing different eras of the wwe golden era attitude era next generation era and all that kind of stuff and just talk about some of the key stars and moments of those eras um we're thinking about doing one about the monday night wars uh, from wcw versus wwe so we got a lot of things that we're trying to cook here. Um, we're going to try to do it once a month, um, depending on, like, availability. Don't want to overdo it, but it's something that uh, my brother and my friend uh, liked the last couple that we did. So they're kind of into into doing the podcasting now. So they're uh, kind of got the podcast itch. So we're trying to expand uh, the um Trying to expand the, the content that we have on here. So um, so all, all that aside, let's get into this week's news. Uh, like I said, AEW had a little bit of news a couple of days ago where they announced all the, the brackets for the uh, tag team title tournament, um, which I believe starts the second uh, week of the show. Um... I think that's when it starts, but I can't remember 100%. But they announced all the competitors and the bracket, so I'll go over um, the brackets real quick for the first round. Uh, we got the Young Bucks against the Private Party, and then on the same side of the bracket, there is the Lucha Bros against Jurassic Express, which is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. So that is the first round brackets on... The one side of the bracket and the other side of the bracket, we have the Best Friends versus SCU, which from what I heard, they're kind of like doing the Freebird rule with SCU. So one of the three members, or two of the three members can be in the tag team match. And then the Dark Order uh, is the other one. They get a first round bye because of their victory over the Best Friends at All Out a couple weeks ago. So that was what the stipulation to their match. So they get a first round bye, so they're going to face either SCU or the best friends in the second round. So that is the um, tournament, the tag team tournament to determine the first ever uh, NXT or NXT uh, w, uh, AEW uh, tag team champions. And like I said, that will be taking place. I believe they said it was on the second, their second show on TNT. I could be wrong, um, but I'm pretty sure that they said that that was supposed to uh, start on their second show. So, um, but that's really it out of AW. Um, they're getting closer to their show on TNT. So, not a ton of stuff besides that um, has been leaked. Or not leaked, but has been said. So, I'm um, going to get into WWE stuff. Um, which will start with the results for Clash of Champions. Uh, which took place this Sunday. A pretty good pay-per-view. Um, I actually, not expecting a lot going into it, but um, 
had some pretty decent matches and not a terrible pay-per-view. Um, so I was uh, excited about that. And um, I'll go over the results here. Uh, we had the two pre-match shows, which was the triple one. The first one was the triple threat match uh, for the Cruiserweight Championship. We had Drew Gulak against Humberto Carrillo and Lince Dorado. And uh, Drew Gulak uh, took the victory there and retained the title. Um, which is, to me, a smart move because they're going to be looking to kind of have 205 Live. I don't know what they're technically doing with 205 Live because it was announced, at, um, I think, some point. It was either this week or last week. It was announced that, like, people were saying that, like, 205 Live is, like, being, like, uh, they're getting rid of it. Um, but there is no, like, official thing that said that it's completely done. But they, but Triple H did say that like 205 Live competitors are going to be seen more on NXT. So I don't know if they're just transitioning them over there and then they're going to shut down 205 Live or if they're going to still have 205 Live as a standalone show but also have them on NXT as well. So there hasn't been a real clarity. Um, and we'll get into, uh, with when I get into talking about NXT, something about the Cruiserweight Championship happened there. There was a number one contendership match. Um, and we're, so we're already seeing the, the cross promotion there. So, uh, but I really think Drew Gulak is the one guy that they kind of need, uh, to carry that title for now, at least, um, with them going over to NXT. Um, I think he's a great champion. And, um, so that's kind of who I saw winning this one. We did our predictions for this on the AEW versus WWE special last week. And I predicted, um, Gulak and... I won that one. Um, I did actually, I did fairly well with my predictions. I think I only had four out of ten wrong, or 11 matches, so I had four out of 11 wrong, so that's not too bad. So, um, the next match was AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander, which kind of surprised me was on the pre show, but it was a really, really good, like, quick match because they didn't have a lot of time, but they got a, a lot in the time that they had been given. Um, and it was a pretty good match. Um, AJ Styles took the win. Um, there's reports that I was reading the last couple of days that Vince McMahon wants to bury Cedric Alexander now. I don't know where that came from. Um, he kind of did the thing, next same thing in the next the next night of Raw, where Cedric Alexander kind of suffered a, an attack by the club and stuff, and just kind of nothing happened. So could be seeing the burial of Cedric Alexander now, which, like I said, I don't understand why. Um, we had Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler going up against Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman for the Raw Tag Team Championships with Rupert, Rupert, Robert Roode and Ziggler picking up the victory, which is another uh, prediction I had right. Uh, it just made sense because uh, I don't really, I mean, they mainly just did it for the storyline. I didn't really see uh, Strowman and and Rollins with the title long term, so it was more just storyline driven. So I'm um, happy to see Rude and Ziggler with the titles. Don't know how long it's going to last, but um, very happy with that. So as of now, for the first three matches, I was three and three because I had to pick Styles too. Uh, next up was Bailey versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Um, not like this is a match, one of the matches that I don't really remember much of it. Um, nothing really spectacular, but uh, 
just kind of continue a storyline there. Bailey uh, got the victory. I think I predicted Charlotte, so I think that was one of my first losses. Um, she got the sneaky win where she took the bottom turnbuckle out and uh, rammed uh, Charlotte's head into it and then got a pin. So, um, like I said, nothing spectacular with that match, but I had just something to further their storyline. Uh, next up, we had the SmackDown Live Tag Team Titles. The Revival against The New Day. Um, I predicted The Revival to, rant, to win, and that's what happened. Um, I just... The New Day is one of those people where it seems like... I wouldn't say they're placeholders, but like it seems like, especially more recent title runs, because I mean they've had title runs that obviously were like very long, but more recent title runs, I think they've been having it just to kind of transition it to the next team because um they seem to win them and then they seem to lose them fairly quick to somebody um i really like the, the storyline that's been going on with the like with the revival and orton against the new day with kofi and biggie and xavier i really like that storyline that's been going on the last few weeks actually last few months now um and i do i do think the revival should have won that one too and uh, they did, so um, we'll see what all this also leads up. Uh, I'll get into the, actually, after this, I'll what, keep going. Uh, but yeah, so the Revival won, and that's, like I said, that's what I predicted. Um, we have Alexa and Nikki Cross defending the women's tag team titles against uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Another decent match. Um, Alexa and Nikki won, which was, like I said, another one that I predicted correctly. Um, I, I really, I just like Alexa and Nikki. I don't think that, like, WWE, when they put them together, thought they were going to be, you know, like, this, this good. But, like, I, I really love them as a tag team. And probably, I know the titles have been short and they haven't really been defended much. Probably have been the best smack, uh, women's tag team champions so far since the titles have been introduced. So, um... Like I said, decent match, nothing great, but Alexa and Nikki taking the win. Uh, next up, we had Shinsuke Nakamura versus The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, everybody, when we did our predictions, everybody picked The Miz. Everybody was like, WWE's going to try to screw Chris Jericho even more and have somebody tie his record for most Intercontinental Champions because The Miz is one away. And everybody in on the thing predicted uh, predicted Miz, and I said no, it's Shinsuke, and that's what happened. Shinsuke Nakamura picked up the victory with help from Sami Zayn. Um, I just don't I don't see a reason why they would put Sami Zayn and Nakamura together and like kind of start that kind of storyline if they were going to take the title away from Shinsuke right away. It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it's WWE; they do whatever they want. A lot of times, they just do stuff that don't make sense. But I, I just, I, and my, I had a gut feeling it was going to be Shinsuke, and it was. So I was very happy about that. So another, another win to my my column of predictions. Um, next up was Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship, which was a hell of a match, a good match. Um, I predicted Sasha Banks, and technically I won because she did win, but she didn't win the title. Um, that she won by disqualification because Becky hit uh, accidentally hit a ref with a chair, um, which is going to set up for them at Hell in a Cell next month. 
uh, for the Raw Women's Championship. Like I said, decent match. They kind of they fought all over the place once the referee was knocked out, and there was some mustard involved, and it was uh, it was a very it was a nice little brawl there. So, but like I said, they're continuing that storyline um, to have a match at uh, Hell in a Cell, which was announced uh, on Monday. Next up, uh, Kofi Kingston versus Randall Keith Orton um, for the WWE Championship. And this is where one I got wrong. I did predict Randy Orton, but uh, Kofi Kingston uh, got the victory. And, you know, it makes sense storyline-wise because it was like this whole rivalry had been, you know, put up with like, Orton saying Kofi wasn't good enough 10 years ago. He's not good enough now. And they had the match at SummerSlam where, and then Orton, uh, they both were counted out. And so there's no, like, distinguished victory there. Um, So it makes sense that Kofi gets the win storyline-wise because it's like, if if Orton does, did win, and it was kind of, it would be kind of like, yeah, see, I, I was right. Like, you aren't good enough, so... It, it did kind of make sense in solidifying Kofi as a WWE champion. So I don't hate it, I guess. I'm just, I am kind of over Kofi as champion, but I don't hate that he won because it makes sense. Um, next up, we had Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan, which was I went with a shock pick because everybody was picking Roman. And I went with Eric Rowan because I just felt like what I thought was going to happen didn't happen, but I felt like there was something new that was going to be uh, ha- happened at, uh, at during the match, which it did. Um, I predicted it was going to be uh, Daniel Bryan coming out and kind of telling everyone that everything was his idea after all and kind of cost Roman the match, help Rowan. But instead, we had Luke Harper return and join Eric Rowan and attacked uh, Roman Reigns and cost him the match. So uh, I like uh, Harper and Rowan back together, um, and I like that I picked Rowan and I and I got it right. So um, everybody was just so much like they were so on Roman. I'm like they need to they like Roman winning would be the end of the story the storyline. The storyline's not done. So I think that like Ro- Rowan getting the win is big. Because it establishes him as a top, kind of a, a top guy now, um, because he got a pin victory over Roman Reigns. So um, it was a pretty good match. Uh, like I said, there was no no rules, so that's why uh, no disqualification. So that's why uh, Harper was able to help uh, Roman with the victory. Um, the last match of the night, we had Seth Rollins defending his Universal Championship against Braun Strowman. Um, pretty decent match. Uh, I picked Strowman just because of, like, what I thought was coming up in the storylines, but, I mean, because I'm, I, I, like, I'll get into that later when it comes to the draft and everything. I kind of thought Seth was going to lose the belt, but, uh, he ended up winning, um, he ended up retaining, um, and then at the end, uh, the fiend Bray Wyatt attacked Seth uh, to set up their match at Hell in a Cell. So, um, but I, like I said, I picked Strowman. So that was one of the like three that I got wrong. So, 
Um, I was very happy with my predictions uh, this week. Like I said, it was a pretty good show. Um, probably one of the better pay-per-views in a while. Like, every match was, was pretty decent. There was no, like, stinkers like there sometimes is. So, um, definitely if you didn't check it out and you had the network, go ahead and uh, give it a rewatch. It was worth it was worth a watch. So, moving on, we'll get into some results from Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Uh, but before I get into that, the new, one of the news stories is that that came out is that um, there will be. I posted it on our Instagram, I think, accounts. Um, there will be a draft coming up. Um, I believe it's October 11th. Will be start, which is. Uh, on Friday Night Smackdown, and it will finish up on October 14th on Monday Night Raw. And from what it seems like, because at the time I wasn't 100% sure if it was more of a shakeup and not everybody was going to move, but from what it sounds like, the entire roster of Raw and Smackdown is going to be like redrafted. So where we could see a completely different set of rosters uh, coming up in the uh, middle of October. So I'm really excited to see that. Um, like I said, I had a hard time when it came to predicting uh, the last pay-per-view because I wasn't sure how the draft was going to go. And I didn't know, like, because they were all title matches besides the Rowan and Roman. I didn't know how this was going to set that, that kind of stuff up because I, I, would, I don't know who's going where. So it was a hard time, especially with, like, the heavyweight mm-hmm. title, like the um, the universal title. I, I honestly think that um, Seth Rollins is going to be ending, ending up going to SmackDown because I think Becky Lynch is going to SmackDown, which is why I thought they both were going to lose their titles, which is why I picked them both to lose at um, Clash of Champions, uh, which they could still lose in the next pay-per-view because the next pay-per-view is going to be before the draft. So they still have time to do that, which I do think is going to happen for both of them. Um, I because WWE has the thing where they don't want to split up real life couples. They had that issue with the first shakeup earlier this year, where they moved Andrade uh, to Raw and then put Aleister Black on SmackDown. But Aleister Black is married to Zelina Vega, who is um uh Andrade like. Locked my train of thought for a second. Um, who is uh, Andrade's manager, so they would have been on separate shows. So they switched that around and moved uh, Andrade. I keep I keep wanting to say Del Rio every time, but um, they moved Andrade back to SmackDown with Zelina Vega so they didn't split up Vega and Aleister Black since they're a real-life couple. Now that's going to be an issue because... Um, Charlotte Flair and Andrade are a, a couple, so they can't, they don't want to move them either. So, like, all those guys are going to be stuck together wherever they go. So, um, really interested to see what happens with the draft. Like I said, uh, there's a few like real life couples where they, I don't know if they're going to be, they're not going to be able to split them up. So, like I said, that's why I think that Becky and Seth are both going to lose their titles at Hell in a Cell. Um, there was some, uh, week or so ago, there was some news that broke of some, like, 
photos that came out with um, some publicity shots for for uh, SmackDown on Fox with um, certain superstars, and Becky Lynch was one of them. That's why I'm thinking Becky Lynch is going to be going to SmackDown because she was taking the publicity shots. So, like I said, that's why I have the thoughts that I do. So, yeah. So, October 11th will be the first round of the draft, and or first night of the draft. And October 14th on Raw will be the second night of the draft. And these will be set rosters. No more wild card rule. Thank God. Um, we'll have set rosters uh, from here on out, which is something I know Paul Heyman wanted, and Eric Bischoff wanted, and I think Fox wanted too. So um, I'm excited to see where everybody ends up uh, coming up there. Um, on Raw, we had the finals of the King of the Ring tournament, which if we listened to last week's podcast, you know I was very upset about. Um, but the match itself was pretty good. Um, Baron Corbin against uh, Chad Gable. Uh, really enjoyed the match, um, and Baron Corbin took the win and is your 2019 King of the Ring. I don't know if they're going to bring it back. Um, they're probably going to be like, oh, well, people didn't like it that much. And it's like, well, the only reason why people didn't like it was because you guys changed everything and went from having it on the pay-per-view to having it on Raw. And uh, from what reports where I, I was reading just a couple days ago or maybe yesterday, that it did like, I, and I think I've said this before too. Um, I think the original reports were for McIntyre to to win the King of the Ring tournament and actually set up for a match with Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell for the Universal Title, which could have saw um, McIntyre win his first championship. But I guess he had uh, he had been told he told them that he had an injury. And that required surgery. Not a serious injury, but something where he was going to miss a little bit of time. So then they changed everything up and completely went on the fly with the King of the Ring tournament and then changed it from McIntyre against Rollins to Bray Wyatt against Rollins at uh, Hell in a Cell now. So that's kind of why the tournament was kind of chaos after the first round. Um, So... Uh, I'm trying to think of what else happened on Raw. We had uh, one of our first, or well, second matches kind of set. Um, Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks will be going for the Raw Women's Championship inside Hell in a Cell, as well as Seth and Bray will be inside Hell in a Cell. So those are going to be the two Hell in a Cell matches for Raw. I don't know if SmackDown's going to have a Hell in a Cell match. I think if they do, it could be... Orton and Kofi, if they decide to keep. Oh no, yeah, no, because uh, I don't know that now because because of what happened on SmackDown. I don't know. We'll get into that. Uh, I want to talk about SmackDown uh, because something happened uh, at SmackDown that might change change who's wrestling for the WWE Championship at Hell in a Cell. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, those were the two significant things. Uh, Wyatt attacked Kane uh, at the end of Raw because Kane came out for some reason to attack the OC and um, Rude and Ziggler to help Seth Rollins. Um, And then Bray kind of stalked Seth Rollins after, so... Uh, but other than that, not too much happened on Raw. 
I uh, can't really can't really think of too much more that happened. Um, some big stuff happened on SmackDown. Um, Good into what I was trying to say about the title. Uh, Kofi Kingston was out. They had a match, and then uh, Brock Lesnar came out at the after, made his shocking appearance on SmackDown, and actually challenged Kofi to a uh, to a WWE Championship match on the first episode of SmackDown on Fox on October fourth. Uh, I think they said it'll be the first time in like fifteen years that uh, Brock Lesnar will actually have a match on free TV. Um, and it will be for the WWE Championship against Kofi Kingston on the debut episode of SmackDown on Fox, which makes a lot of sense because I know Fox was really uh, heavy into getting the real sports guys like guys like Brock Lesnar and stuff like that. So to have him on their first show for the title um, is big news. So, like I said, I'm not really sure how that's going to affect Hell in a Cell because Hell in a Cell, I think, either happens that very week or the week after. Um, let me try and check real quick and see when Hell in a Cell is. Um, I think, I honestly think that is the next, I think it's like the couple of days before Hell in a Cell. I think Hell in a Cell is the 6th. Uh, yeah, October 6th. So, not sure how that's going to affect uh, what we get on Hell in a Cell for the WWE Championship match. Um, I don't know if they're going to have somebody, they're going to pick somebody, and then they're just going to first go up against the winner. So, um, I don't know. So, yeah, so Brock Lesnar, Kofi Kingston for the first uh, episode of SmackDown Live on Friday. October 4th will be for the WWE Championship. Um, we had um, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan pretty much destroy uh, Roman Reigns um, and Daniel Bryan and the entire set and security and a whole bunch of people. So that was a pretty crazy ending to SmackDown. Uh, the other kind of big thing was uh, last week we had the firing of Kevin Owens. Uh, this week, uh, Kevin Owens comes out with a ticket, sits in a seat, and then right before that, or right before Shane McMahon comes out, uh, it's been he's been given uh, some legal documents and that uh, he's been served. Um, Kevin Owens is suing. Shane McMahon for wrongful term, termination. So uh, they're extending that storyline now. Uh, for what I was reading yesterday or today, I think, is that uh, supposedly Shane McMahon is letting Kevin Owens compete over Sea Tour right now uh, while this legal battle is underway. But um, we'll probably we'll probably end up seeing probably at Hell in a Cell. It's probably going to be Shane. It's probably going to be Owens in a Hell in a Cell match. If Shane wins, Owens probably has to take back the the lawsuit. If Owens wins, he gets his job back and whatever. So that's probably what's going to happen at Hell in a Cell because it's very predictable. And it'll be like uh, two years ago, like I said before, where Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon will have a Hell in a Cell match at Hell in a Cell. Um, just the roles are reversed where 
Owens is the face and not the heel, and Shane's the heel and not the face. Because uh, Hell in a Cell in 2017, which I actually was there live um, in Detroit, uh, we had that match and where we saw Sami Zayn turn heel and help Owens win the match. Um, and I have a feeling that's what we're going to see again. Maybe not with the whole outcome with Sami Zayn and stuff, but I do think that's what we're going to see again at Hell in a Cell is uh, Owens versus Shane McMahon to finish off the storyline, hopefully. So, but those are the big things that happened on Raw and SmackDown. We, like I said, we're a couple weeks out from SmackDown moving to Fox on Friday nights. So, uh, not. A t- I mean, they're going to be trying to push some storylines because they got a pay per view, like I said, on October second. But don't I don't really expect to see a ton of other stuff outside of the pay per view storylines getting built until they move to Fox because the rosters are probably going to be changing. So. Um, we'll see, we'll see where that leads us in the next couple weeks. So, lastly, I want to go over the debut of NXT on USA last night. Um, pretty, pretty good show. Um, there was some technical issues for some people. Uh, once they did the switch from the USA to the WWE Network, a lot of people having a hard time logging in, and I was one of them. Um, but, uh, really good first show, I think. Uh, we started off big with uh, Fatal 4-Way for the number one contendership of the Women's NXT Women's Championship, which put uh, Eero Shirai versus Bianca Belair versus Mia Yen versus Candice LeRae in a pretty entertaining match. Uh, Candice LeRae got the win and will be going up for her first ever shot at the NXT Women's Championship, um, which I believe they said will take place on October 2nd which is the first full NXT on USA. Uh, the, this, this past week and next week, the, they're going to be doing the split thing where the first hour is on USA and the second hour is on the network, and that's because of USA programming finishing up season to a couple of their sh- to one of their shows. <clears throat> so that was the reason why they had the first hour on USA and then the second hour on USA uh, on the network because... Uh, USA has a show that's finishing up a season, so they needed to get that uh, shown. So, uh, but the first full SmackDown, our first NXT on USA, will be the same night as um, AEW, which will be Wednesday, October second. So that's when that uh, match is going to take place. Um, we finished the first hour with the uh, North American Championship on the line. Uh, Roderick Strong challenged Velveteen Dream for the North American Championship and trying to complete the utter domination of the Undisputed Era, having all of the titles in NXT. And with the help of the Undisputed, uh, Undisputed Era, that is what happened. Uh, Roderick Strong defeated Velveteen Dream, and now the Undisputed Era owns every title besides the women's title. Um, Adam Cole is the NXT champion, Fish and O'Reilly are the NXT Tag Team Champions, and now Roddy Strong is the NXT North American Champion. So that team is dominating NXT. Uh, I know from what I was reading that uh, that's kind of what they want, uh, officials want. They want NXT, uh, they want Undisputed Era to kind of be the the staples of NXT right now. So um, giving them all the gold definitely does that. 
Uh, and then we switched over to the network hour. Like I said, I missed about the first half hour because of the issues. But we finally got on um, and saw we had Pete Dunn had a match to start off uh, the second hour, which was a pretty good match. I don't remember what the guy's name was because I'm not familiar with everybody on NXT. He was some martial artist type guy. Uh, but it was a good, nice, hard-hitting match. Um, but like I said, Pete Dunn got the victory there. It was a good showcase match for him. Um, we had Imperium uh, make their debut at NXT. You know, know them from NXT UK. Uh, it's a stable with uh, uh, NXT champion, uh, NXT UK champion Walter and his group. I know Alexander Wolf is in there, and I don't remember the other two guys. Um, but uh, they came out and attacked because uh, it was supposed to be Kushida against some guy. Like I said, I'm not familiar with all the guys yet because I don't wa- I don't watch NXT regularly the show, so I don't know all the you know the kind of mid mid card low card guys. So it was supposed to be Kushida against some guy, and then Imperium came out and attacked the guy before Kushida came out, and then then Kushida came out and attacked Imperium. And they're kind of saying that it almost seemed like uh, Kushida is challenging Walter. So we'll see if that happens in the future. Um, so that was cool. And then we had the return of Leo Rush, which really surprised me because I didn't think he was still with the company. Um, he's been gone for a few months now. Um, I guess dealing with some mental issues and stuff like that. And uh, he came and wrestled Odie Lorcan, the winner of that match. Um, became the number one contender for the two, uh, the cruiserweight champion. So, um, pretty good match. Uh, some hard hitting, some hard hitting slaps that I was watching. I thought uh, Leo Rush pretty much almost got the like taste slapped out of his mouth uh, by Lorkin. Um, but yeah, definitely a great match. And then uh, with Leo Rush taking the win, which kind of surprised me. So, uh, Leo Rush is your new number one contender. Uh, for the Cruiserweight Championship, and uh, at a later date, we'll be going up against Drew Gulak, which I would be excited to see that match. And then we ended off the show with the street fight between um, Killian Dane and Matt Riddle, which we got no result because that's what they've been doing with these two guys uh, for a long time now seems like every time they have a match, it just ends up being a brawl, and there's no, like, winner. Um, they kind of fought all the way to the backstage, and then the whole roster got into this big melee, and then they came out to the ring and got into this big melee, and they just stopped the match, and then that was the end of the show. So, uh, but after the, after the uh, show ended, uh, William Regal came out and said that next week, uh, on NXT, we will be getting a rematch between Killian Dane and uh, Matt Riddle, and the winner of that match becomes the number one contender for the uh, NXT Heavyweight Championship, uh, and will go up against Adam Cole at a, at a future date. So I don't know why those two guys get shot, because, I mean, they haven't actually completed a match in the last, like, couple weeks, so because they keep going up against each other, just attacking each other. So I don't know how that gets a number one contendership out of that. So we'll see who uh, wins that match next week. I think that's the only match that I know of that has been announced. So, but yeah, it was a pretty good show. Uh, I I read uh, 
that Triple H said that Vince McMahon kind of texted him a lot throughout the night and said he really enjoyed it. It uh, seems like a lot of people enjoyed it and kind of shows uh, the whole world that may not who may not have known NXT yet. Uh, kind of shows them NXT, so definitely a good first showing. Um, and excited to see uh, the continuation and hopefully the the success, especially once AEW starts up on the second. So, um, but that will do it for this week's episode. Like I said, it was a kind of a heavily WWE episode but within the last week that's pretty much majority of where the news has come from so um you can follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at kayfabe or die um definitely give uh our um AEW versus wwe episode a listen like i said i really enjoyed it uh johnny made a special guest appearance there and um really had some good discussion between the four of us so uh, where you can listen to that is uh, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public Breaker, and other podcasting platforms. So like I said, definitely give that a listen to. I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. But until next week, buzz out.